Hey, once again, our amazing CW crew. So, um, just want to give you some updates. Uh, we do have quite a bit of stuff coming out, um, episode-wise, content-wise, and much more uh, before the end of the year. And for those of you that are curious about when our uh, season one is going to end, because <laughs> I know we are, but I have no idea. I'll be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> but it'll end one of these days, for sure. <laughs> um, but we want to go out with a bang. And I will say in December, so that's next month, woo -woo, uh, which is also my birthday month. Uh, yeah, thank you all for wishing me happy birthday early. Um, we will be interviewing an astronaut and his wife. So, yeah, if you guys have any questions that you would like us to ask him and her, just shoot us some messages to the cryptowarfare at gmail.com. So, let me give you some quick tidbits. Our Cryptid Warfare merchandise site is live, and in honor of that, I just want to offer you guys pretty much everything but hoodies. There will be 50% off. Hoodies will be 48% off. Um, and, and it'll be a really great way to support us because the money made from that site will also go into expeditions, gas, food, and help us pump more money into this podcast as well to give you better quality audio and so forth, so on. <laughs> um, so let me tell you about the Crypticon experience. It was amazing. These stories we gathered, there are some very interesting conspiracies out there. I'm sure you guys know that. Uh, we had a guy who told us some a really fascinating conspiracy. My head almost exploded. I will say it involved with parts of the moon falling to the earth, and it turns out it was pieces of cardboard and wood. It was honestly just really funny watching Drewski's face change over the course of this fella talking. Next week, we're going to be chatting with Heidi, and she came out of the cult Mormonism. Uh, it's a very, very interesting um, episode, and it's actually going to be so deep. It's about two hours long, but I'm actually going to break it up into two because it is so... There's just so much information. Um, I think it would be better if it was broken up into two. But, yeah, you're going to have that to look forward to next week. And I just want to give a shout-out to D, man. I was wanting to drop his latest song out today but i've been having so many issues so it will release next week i'll put it up on here you can also go check him out in the show notes scroll down to the very bottom and you will see ways that you can follow and support him there are several things too that we referenced in this podcast that i linked in the show notes um and there's one that I actually had to narrate myself because it actually didn't have any uh audible words so so without further ado let's get into it Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Zook. Hey, guys, I'm Drewski. Hey, don't touch that. Don't touch that! Welcome to Crypto Warfare! And if you have a story or encounter, shoot us an email or a detailed voice message to cryptidwarfare at gmail.com. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-W-A-R-F-A-R-E at gmail.com. Hey, 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 what's up, CW Fighters? Welcome to another episode of Crypto Warfare. I'm one of your hosts with the most, just a little bit, Z-Baby. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm Drewski. Guys, we have an awesome episode tonight um, with our good friend Brandon Kroll. Dude, this guy has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to um, um, to biblical knowledge and with the conspiracies that are going on throughout the world and also the symbolism that's out there that a lot of people don't talk about, don't know about, or just take it kind of taboo. 
Yeah, than that, um, like I just told him earlier, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. And you know what? Yeah. He's doing a mighty fine job at speaking mm-hmm. the truth. But hey, that's what we're here to do, right? Yep. So, at me. Hey, Brandon, man, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a little short bio on you real quick. I know you sent me an email. So um, first of all, um, this guy's a huge advocate um, uh, for Dr. Michael Heiser. Uh, anyways, um, may he rest in peace on that one for sure. Um, anyways, yeah. So, yeah, he's a, he's, he's big time with that. Um, structural insight. Uh, Brandon has become a bit of um, – of a an orthodox researcher who is willing to view any topic we've been taught as a society with the fresh set of eyes and that's exactly what we need nowadays because a lot of things are just covered up and people don't like to dive into the nitty-gritty of things and they just just take it as it is so um as far as that um yeah like you said uh, during 2020 brandon grew tired of of the spiritual shallowness within the churches with how they were handling the pandemic, dude, I agree 100% yep. because that to me, when the pandemic was going on, that showed who was ride or die when it comes to Christ, hands down, dude. Um, anyways, so anyways, like I said, it irked Brandon to see Christians promoting the world's fear of death when we serve a God who whose son conquered death itself. And I agree 100% of that, man. Mm-hmm. I call that. As the news puts it out, I call that fear porn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 100%. And uh, other than that, um, uh, anyways, yeah, this led Brandon on changing his social media platform um, to Chronology 101 and also account and now focus on revealing the true history of the world events, exploring scriptural and supernatural and exposing the secret religion that rules the world, uh, that worships a Satan and uh, Nimrod's dynasty and the holy trinity of Babel. So I'm excited to get into this. And you know, guys, in, in Zook's words, this is going to be a juicy show. Juicy. For show. sure. Juicy. I'm going to make it a sound effect. It Just like <laughs> Thanksgiving turkey. Anyways. <laughs> hey, Brandon, dude. Bro, the floor is yours. Let's get into it, man. First, I'm going to go off of what you mentioned with Heiser. Yeah. That... There's one thing, like I like I tell everybody, I said, if you want to use a comparison, Heiser was my Socrates and I his Plato. Not necessarily in the philosophical sense, but in the yeah. spiritual sense, he really, because there was a guy, and how it all got started was he was asking the question to me on a walk, saying, you can't tell me that man put gold on top of a pyramid without some sort of outside intervention, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what, that's actually a really excellent point because yes mm-hmm. i can understand all the other you know images that we get they're pulling the the bricks up one by one by one but how would you get gold all the way up there that's like a feat unheard of so it made me start to like okay maybe there's something we are missing here not aliens but what could be a possible explanation and the first book i stumbled across with heiser was reversing mount Hermon, and that one just let the whole domino- bro that's such a good book man Thank yeah you. that's my wish list yeah, you jump in the man. boat and read it. The, I'll, that, I'll you mine. Go yeah, thanks. I recommend that one immensely. Unseen Realm, uh, especially, but then like when it comes that's to the New Testament Church, that. I recommend a lot of Viola's work because that's what we're supposed to be doing. Because now I understand we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and stuff in the air. So the other thing that tapped onto this was reading Genesis six four, and I know you already you know had Gary Wayne and stuff like that with the Genesis yeah. 6 conspiracy and whatnot. 
But for me, the phrase that stood out is, uh, the sons of God came down and had affairs with the daughters of men. And I was like, sons of God. Interesting. Because I saw that term recently, just prior to that. God, you know, you know how he works with when you're doing Bible devotions or just reading. But yeah. I was reading, I think it was in First John, somewhere over there. It says, behold, what manner the love of the Father that we should be called the sons of God. Yeah. Now people are like, oh, that has nothing to do. It doesn't. I'm like, well, hold up now. <laughs> now, here's the thing. You have a former council in heaven. This is what I tell everybody. They're not gods as in creator God. There's only one top dude. Yeah, but big he, has deal. A council. he has family. And if you violated that and you wanted to create your own little generation of offspring and whatnot, well, you're out. You you don't get any entitlement up here. You already had the best of the best. I mean, mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe there could have been a negotiation saying we want brides ourselves because we see how well you did. We don't know. Doesn't really matter. But here's where I started thinking. Is there possible that they're jealous of us in a sense? Mm -hmm. Why? Because in was it Psalm 82? The big one, it says where we sit in tr trial over them. Yes. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What if, if that's what it is, is that at the end of the day, they're jealous of us because what are we doing? We're taking their former place in heaven on the council as Christians because we're set apart. And that really like, and now I'm like, okay, so now we have old Testament, we have new Testament. And I'm like, okay, so it's children versus children. You have the spirits of the Nephilim because everybody mm -hmm. automatically assumes fallen angel, that's oh. demon. No, no, no. Cause I love what Heiser was bringing out. That's fallen spirit. Yes. So when people start, do you know the root word for religion? Enlighten me. <laughs> so we have rally, R-E-L-I, or rely. And then you have jian, or jinn. That's dark spirits, if you go to the Middle Eastern philosophy, stuff like that. And you know how they mess around with the language. But still, at the end of the day, same thing. So at the end of the day, when you say religions, you get rely on dark spirits. Mm. Oops, that's deep. I'm gonna write this down. Keep going. <laughs> I know. That's good stuff. Okay. So, <laughs> that's why, like, okay, here's another one denominationalists. Pause. Demon, I, nation. Jeez, oh man. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, as I keep on going. Okay, so keep going, man. This yeah. is yours. Keep going. <laughs> Seminaries. Semiramis. That's in Nimrod's wife. Chingal, man. If you go by the Hellenistic translation, I'm like, wait a minute. Seminary, Semiramis. Catholic Church, they happen to worship the Queen of the Heavens. That's a fact. Yes. They just Constantine just flipped it. Yep. Ishtar. Astrate. Um, you, you keep going. All of the Isis. Queen of the Heavens. Queen of the Heavens. Queen of the Heavens. So now the Catholic Church, I think it was in the 1950s, in the month of October, 1950, maybe 52, 54. It's one of those. I know it's an even number. But they came up with, we're going to call her the Queen of the Heavens. And ironically, both Rome and Jerusalem are on seven hills. Yes. Um, what was another one that I had? Seminaries. Oh, Ashtaroth. So she's known as the Queen of the Heavens. Astrology. And I think it's in Jeremiah where he says, you know, do not be like the pagans and worship the stars or the, you know, the, the, yeah, the whole, like the whole, like seven sacred sciences. Yes. And that comes right after in, or in the same five verses as it's going down, talking about the Christmas tree. Yes. Yeah. Then I'm so I had a buddy. Oh yeah. Right? He, he, he got really upset over this, but I was telling him because he's asking, so, so am I not a good Christian if I still put up a Christmas tree? I said, well, 
before, no. I said, but now that you've encountered the information I presented to you, you now fall into the uh, the charge that's in James. To him that knows it is a sin, it is a sin. I know. <laughs> it's like that saying is, you know, like, ignorance is bliss. Yes. Knowledge is power. Ignorance is bliss. Just yeah. Can you answer um, me this? So, um, but yeah. And again, just to give a brief little context with that, but when people are decorating the phallus, what are they decorating in particularly? And this is going to tie into what I'm talking about. So the Christmas tree rep represents Nimrod's phallus. Yes. Straight up. And the reef represents Semiramis. And the, and the red on it represents blood from fertility. Why is this significant in the occult? Do you guys know this? Uh, keep going keep going keep going well, some of the stuff i cover it's, it's digging a little bit deeper as i study the freemasonry aspects and this thing and stuff like that technically speaking they're worshiping the first seed and product of incest to moose hermes uh this is where i would tack on like i would love to do it uh, if you guys could get gary wayne and talk with him because the stuff that i've been stumbling on hermes thoth where we get the great magician the euroboros the figure yeah. eight on its side when you look at tarot cards, a lot of times that's over the great magician's head. Yeah. So th this is like build up in context for me is what is significant about Nimrod's son? Well, when you look at a lot of pictures, he's holding a pine cone. Now, pine cones used to have been given out prior to hearts. Yeah. That's what they gave out for Valentine's Day. Why? Because it represents the pineal gland. Regeneration. Mm. The tree, the pine tree, what we put up for Christmas trees, represents regeneration. The whole mythology with Semiramis created, you know, a little Bernie Madoff of, oh, believe me on this one, this is true. Nimrod is reborn into this son, Horus, mm -hmm. or Tammuz, or whatever you want to call him, Adonis, uh, Dumazid. The big thing with Dumazid is he is the god of goat shepherds. How interesting, because in Matthew, I believe, was it 24? Yeah, I will separate the sheep from the goats. Yes. When you look up Baphomet, He's got the little, the Hermes staff or the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the medical, like people are saying, oh, is this, what is the medical staff? Is it the dollar sign? They're both different. Well, it says on another thing that I was reading that Hermes is thought to be the origins of coinage. So that means Nimrod's son was the guy that invented something of control, a component of control, money, monetary. You have to put weight on something. Mm. So this is something that begins with the mark of the beast. And when you look up, like I said, Thoth or Hermes, you can look it up on the staff. You can look up a couple former posts. You'll always see them carrying it. Baphomet's manhood is the Caduceus staff. When you look up a little sketch drawing, you see baby Tammuz carrying the Caduceus staff. Because he's the great magician. He was the one that solved the tablets, which, again, you probably get from Genesis 6 conspiracy. He's the one that solved what was left by evil Enoch or Lamech or however that was whole thing was down. He's the one that translated it. So now we get Nimrod. And it says in the book of giants that when Nimrod comes, will avenge us. Now, how is this possible? Because they say Gilgamesh and Gilgamesh came years later. So how is it they had this connection? And that's with honestly three symbols. And I'm going to show you as we get to the slides. It was the star David, AKA star of Remphan condemned mm -hmm. in Amos and Acts 743, the pentagram, which you can look it up. I actually took a screenshot and I'll show you again. Type in Seal of Astaroth or Sigil of Astaroth. You will see the pentagram. And where is the pentagram? Right on Baphomet's pineal gland. Mm. The they all fall under a great illusion. Even Cupid, that's another one. It's got the little wings. And Gilgamesh means archer. 
He's always carrying a little bow. Yes. Is that supposed to be a memory of playing with dad's toy? Negative. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, when you start looking at all this stuff, it's like, okay, so we start sifting and sifting and sifting. There ends up being a core origin story just adapted and as each as i call it a dd telephone as every culture kept on going is like oh a little bit different a little bit different blah, blah, blah. add this thing add this thing to our localness so we end up making it always in our memory because we see it all the time yeah so uh, with that i'm gonna have you play the trailer and it's like again 49 seconds and i'm going to elaborate a little bit further with that because it's going to go into my slides we gave them everything trusted them with our world to become enslaved become hunted we have no choice humanity must rise again to reclaim Genesis. Did you notice anything in particular about all that? Is that it was generated by AI? Yes, 100%. I was thinking, I was just talking about that uh, with him earlier. Yeah. And again, I'm not sure if that was part of the creator's intention or if that was actually what the AI thought. They just said, give us some sort of apocalyptic thing. Or mm -hmm. if they actually said Genesis, let me get us up, whatever. But the ironic part is you're seeing all these people in like robotic like yep yep like basically like transhumanism yes exactly yep. like avatar yeah which do you guys know that's a good thing to actually go on a little segment with that are you familiar with yeah. the with the movement of transhumanism who that started with go ahead darwin and then he had his half cousin sir francis galton Sir Francis Galton was the guy that said, well, okay, so we have the origins of species. What if we could create the perfect race? And we just have to get rid of a few little undesirables, as, of, as it were. And I think it was Thomas Huxley was nicknamed Darwin's Bulldog. Because at lectures, he would get into everybody's face and say, oh, how dare you go against Darwin as evolution theory? So that's he got a little bit of a moniker for that. He ends up being the grandfather of Brave New World, Algis Huxley. And Julian Huxley, who is the father of transhumanism. Dang. So, right. You know where I'm going with all of yeah. that. And come to find out, that is pansexual. Pandemic. Pan the goat god. Pandemonium goes on and on and on. <laughs> And people keep saying, oh, no, you're not right with that. You're not right with that. And I'm over here like, well, here's the thing. I keep doing compare, contrast, compare, contrast. And at the end of the day, they're sifting and showing me what it is. When you look at the tattoos on Baphomet's arms, you have uh, on the one side, it is basically drawing a blank at the, what the name is. But you look it up and it basically means a metaphysic term for something coming into form. That would happen to be for 9-11. Kuagula is on the other arm. And that means blood clot. Now, I think it was in reversing Mount Hermon that I was reading that Heiser said that he was guesstimating when Christ's birth could possibly be, and he said it was September, August region, stuff like that. Yeah. 9-11 was coronation day for kings in ancient Israel. 
So if you have to have two towers come down for something to ascend, does that mean that was the start of something? Because now you look at Trump's name, etymology, Donald. Where does this come from? Keep going. You know, other variations. Don, Donnie, Adonis, Adani, Adonis. Variation of Tammuz, Nimrod's son. Trump comes from the root word, either to trick or to deceive. Or triumph, a word that was used in parades for Dionysus. Dionysus was the masked god of theater. Oh, buddy. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> so now you get when he signs the um, Operation Warp Speed, we get Adonis Triumph. Is basically the name. Jeez, oh, man. And he happens to have... Well, I can't sleep anymore. Not one, not two, three. three sun god relics up in Trump Tower. I'm not sure if you saw that episode I did on Occult Rejects. And every single one of those sun gods are variants of Tammuz. And that is mentioned in Ezekiel 8 in relation to sun god worship. So when you get Horus, that comes from the root word hour. When you get Baal Hermon, ring a bell on every hour of the hour in remembrance of his death. Church steeple, a.k.a. phallus, ring a bell. Bell Hermon, Baal Hermon. What is he famous for? Translating the text of the fallen watchers. So now ring a bell, ding, ding, every hour on the hour. Yep. And memory of Nimrod's son. Yeah. So like I said, they don't believe in resurrection. They believe in regeneration, reincarnation. Ultimately, and as we keep on going, I'm going to explain how CERN connects to this, is that when they die, they ultimately believe, and this is what I've sifted from reading, 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 compare, contrast, is when they die, they join a pantheon on Orion's belt of ascending to becoming gods, of all those who kept the mysticism secrets throughout the years. I know. You're, so when you get a star on the Walk of Hollywood, where do the stars come from? They come from the Druids. Where do the Druids come from? Well, you keep on going further down, we go to ancient Egypt. Why did? Why was the first trick that God let Moses do was a snake staff? Hermes, Thoth, great magicians. This is kind of our thing, guy. We know our medicine. <laughs> what are you doing? And this thing eats their staffs? That scares the crap out of them because that's like, wait a minute. You're not supposed to be able to be capable of beating Tammuz and Thoth. He was the guy that knew all this mysticism stuff. How, yeah. what, how, your guy can do this too? So then again, like I told everybody, when you start, when you start migrating into Europe, because they were, you know, they weren't getting as popular anymore once Christianity was hitting. So where'd they go? They went to the Northern tribes. They became the Druids. Finally get to Ireland. And you, what is, what is St. Patrick noted for? Everybody gets drunk, so they don't really remember but casting the snakes out of Ireland. Mm. The Druids. And I'm like, guys, this is again, when you tap into stuff with Gary Wayne and whatnot, you get the Brotherhood of the Snake, the Dragon. Yeah. This is all their thing. They had to go underground because all of a sudden, this guy, by coming back to life, he basically proved reincarnation isn't true. Exactly. He basically proved that, you know, you can't regenerate. Because we don't see Tammuz now. He's a statue. Mm -hmm. He's not moving. He's not like we, we don't have any physical proof. Christ is the only guy physical proof. And when he was resurrected, was it like 5,000 people came back with him? Yep. 
If you're getting 5,000 people, let's say they each tell three people, but again, you're seeing a dead guy come back to life, so you're probably going to draw a crowd. Yeah. Reading <laughs> this message that they saw him on the other side. I saw him in the flesh, as it were. Yeah. And you've got the other side going, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. You're not supposed to be leaving. What the? Are you serious? Seriously. Yeah. The whole point of getting rid of yeah. you, because we didn't understand what you were down here for, was to eliminate you. And now you're going back. You can do that? I thought there was like a set rule. No. And that's, again, when you go into the Kabbalah tree. I'm not sure if you saw that post that I did with, um, I think, yeah, it was a breaking down the symbolism of the cross. And Dude. that probably... That's what that's what Jillian was talking about. We're talking about yes, keep going. Yes, but that's where I love the line by Aslan in the Chronicles of Narnia. It's one of the most powerful lines I ever hear. I get chills just hearing it. Six seconds, and it says, "Don't recite the dark magic to me." Which I was there when it was written. So coming back to life on an altar that was designed by Tammuz, most likely, <laughs> as a symbol of ultimate death. He comes back. He breaks it. It's supposed to be a curse to die on a tree. And he breaks that? No, 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 no. And now your followers get to believe in this whole resurrection thing. Are you crazy? Yep. But we had everybody bamboozled. We had it. We had multiple religions all confused. We had no. And then he just suddenly throws a wild card at them. And this is what we get today. Yeah. A matter of fact, I'm actually looking at your post right now, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm showing him right now. Check that out, dude. Oh, you can see it on the screen? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I'm, yeah, keep going. I'm posting that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's good to include inscriptions because sometimes I see people share photos. I'm like, context-wise, it's not going to make a lot of sense unless you make sure the inscription is there because I'm dumbing it down in the most basic, simple terms I can so that people can kind of get a grasp on it. Mm -hmm. So that when they're reading other books like Gary Wayne that go deep dive, they're over here like, oh, okay, I see. I get one. it now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to be basically the dummy's guide for understanding the bigger picture because these guys are very good. Thank but you. there's some parts where it's like, this is like really hard to understand. I'm trying to make that. Simplified. You know? Yeah. Right. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm the gear ship to try to fix that. Get ready for some monster size entertainment with no pesky ads. Subscribe to our Cryptid and Conspiracies podcast for just a few coins a month. And listen to all the spooky tales of the unknown creatures and conspiracies in commercial-free bliss. Get your subscription now and join the hunt for the truth today. Link in the show notes. If you're looking for one-of-a-kind art that is sure to make you stand out from the crowd, then look no further than Drew's Tags. Drewski has created a world of custom art that will take you on a wild ride through sports, space, travel, military, cryptids, and beyond. Whether you're a fan of Bigfoot, a reptilian, conspiracy theorist, or just someone who appreciates a good pun, Drewski has something for everyone. So why settle for a boring old print when you can have a custom creation that is as unique as you are? Reach out to Drewski today and get started on your one-of-a-kind masterpiece. Check out his Instagram link in the show notes. So slide number one. Get it? It's on, uh, if you guys want to look it up on your phone so you can kind of follow along somewhat with what I'm going with. I'm, I, I tried to screenshot 
the website so that other people can as well look up the stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. So this is uh, what is.com and the definition of demon uh, tech target contributor. That's a good uh, thing to type in is uh, what is what is dot com tech target contributor. And you'll get a demon, also known as daemon, which has a somewhat similar meaning as a program or process, part of a larger program or process that is doormat until a certain condition occurs and then is initiated due its processing. Eric Raymond cites artificial intelligence application as an example. An AI might include a number of demons, one or more of which might become active when a new piece of knowledge was acquired by the AI program. If the new knowledge affected a particular demon's own sphere of knowledge, it would spring into action and create new pieces of knowledge based on its particular inference of rules. Each of the new pieces of knowledge might in turn activate additional demons uh, that might continue to filter through and refine the entire AA knowledge base. Now, as we were already discussing, is AI is demon or daemon, which would explain the censorship because why? Because we're now living, quote unquote, the age of information. We are now in a spiritual warfare, and I I'm, I'm, can totally attest to that on my Instagram. They're deleting comments like crazy because it's just it's yeah. a slither of trivia. Or I'll say, look something up or DM me and delete it. Because I am one of those guys that's like, I if you DM me, I will make sure you get this information because I want people to start becoming informed so that they can start explaining it to a, hu a husband or a spouse or uh, their kids, somebody at church. I would really love it mainly if the people were using some of my slides as conversation prompters. And I've heard some people have, yeah. and it's starting to activate a change. And the reason I ultimately have ministry in this sense is I want people to start defining and seeing Christians again. Yeah. But they're not going to confuse with Zionist Christians. Anybody who has an adjective in their Christian thing, I don't think you need that. Adjective Christianity is not the point. You're just supposed to emulate that. You are. So the best way to describe this you guys watched the Mummy movie with Brendan Fraser? Yes, classic. And you remember the the scene where they go down into the tunnel and they're trying to get light going on and they're trying to figure this all out and they see the mm -hmm. mirror in the corner? So they yeah. end up tilting the mirror so that the sun comes down and illuminates the entire cavern. Yeah. That is us in spiritual warfare. We are the lights in the darkness. We are the mirrors pointing up to Christ. So if you need an adjective or you're that adamant about your denomination religious sect, Mm -hmm. the pharisees the bumblebees or, <laughs> uh, uh, or lutherans the catholics people are so confused and that's another reason for cynicism it's like you got fifty-two thousand denominations how do i know which one's the right one is like well it's not the point the point is is that we're all supposed to be pointing immediately to the holy spirit to intercede the biggest thing that a lot of people i don't think also are getting is that it's constantly Christ is saying, stay awake, stay vigilant. You're in a oh. spiritual warfare. When you go through the whole thing of Matthew 24, he's talking about the sleeping bridesmaids. He's talking about the servant with no, you know, he has the talents and didn't use any of them. Yep. Who are the sleeping bridesmaids? Well, let's go to the garden of Gethsemane. And I, I wrote a post on this too, between the gardens. You have Eden equals paradise. Do you gentlemen know what Gethsemane means? Go ahead. Keep, mm -hmm. just keep Oil press. Yeah. Oil press. And what does he tell? Five of the virgins kept their, or the bridesmaids, they kept their oil going. Mm -hmm. So that, so if we're going by Psalms, thy word is a lamp, oil unto my feet, light unto my path. So 
If you're in an oil press and you're telling your disciples, stay vigilant, stay sober, oil press, you're now pressing the oil. You're now, this is, this is it. This is it, guys. This is one of the biggest things of the whole spiritual warfare. It's about to take place here is me being betrayed. And they're falling asleep. What do we get now? We're getting people that are so focused on rapture, politics. This politician is going to save us. That one's going to save us. Falling asleep on what needs to happen. Yes. Falling asleep on priority. Mm -hmm. So you're end up becoming the sleeping bridesmaids. Or the other ones that are, I see them. They're they're viewing my stories and they're going, okay, that's that's kind of interesting. It's like, yeah. If you watch one thing that I recommended, like an hour documentary, it will totally transform your life. But people are over here thinking, well, I got the rapture theology, a prepaid void the tribulation rap voucher. Uh, so I don't need to really worry about all that. It's not my fault the sinner didn't come to church. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And again, that's why two life verses is Luke 22, 32 is when you are ready to turn around and strengthen the brethren to paraphrase what he said to Peter after he was having the whole discussion to him as like, you know, God revealed this to you, who I am and all that. Yep. Because we don't strengthen the brethren a lot of time, and especially in this spiritual warfare, we should. And then Ephesians 5.11, you know, expose people to what's the darkness. Yes. We don't understand our enemy. We're in spiritual warfare. What Sun Tzu said, number, rule number one, know your enemy, know yourself. We don't know our enemy. 100%, dude, we don't. And that's why this AI thing, I think, is important. Um, so anyways, a little rabbit trail there. But a second example of demon may be found in a personal computer help systems, games, or any application where, when a program is uh, determines of the user interactions with the program, a pop-up window and program is introduced to help for um, user for help, a clue, or a small calculation. So when we get those little pop-ups like, oh, are you looking for this? So here's the thing, is that when they saw Christ, what is we always constantly reading in the verses? You're the son of God. You're the guy. You're the, we know who you are. And he's like, yeah, because I'm son of creator God. I'm not son of the fallen watchers. So if you're getting, again, fallen giants, it says in, in, in Enoch. And I, I tend to think this is true because it makes a lot of sense now with uh, the Euphrates River. Yes. He says when the giants are slain. They're going to forever roam the earth until the time of judgment. They can't go up into heaven mm-hmm. because they're fallen offspring. They're abominations. They're not And you can't go down to visit your parents in Tartarus. So you're stuck here. So why do they want to possess man? Because it's your fault. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have had the flood. We wouldn't have had this problem that you guys created. And what do we get the difference compare contrasts? They came down and possibly had an affair with Cain's daughters or something like that. They had an orgy on top of Mount Hermon. That's the basic story that we get. They came down, violated. It was violent, rough. What does Christ do? Sends an angel saying, hey, Mary, would you be okay with this? It's consensual. He's asking. It's allowed. Beautiful compare contrast when Christ says, oh, I, it's like, no. He's, he's, he's always making sure that the servant is willing to carry the burden yes. for him to carry out his work. Whereas the other guys, they just said, do you want this? Do you want to be like a God? Do you want to be like me? Huh? Huh? Take it. Yes. Take or, and again, that's what's going to connect to the mark of the beast um, aspect here. There is a verse. So you've seen the mountains and I'm sure, especially with guys like your channel, like yours, you've seen those pictures of the mountains that kind of mm-hmm. look like a giant. Yes. So this is where I started differing a little bit on Heiser because he says, no, I don't think the Giants will come back. And I was like, mm, hold on. 
So in Isaiah um, chapter 26, 14, uh, it says that they die, live not, and giants rise not again. Therefore thou hast visited and hast all broken them, and thou hast lost all the mind of them. They who die live not, and the dead shall not rise again. Fast forward to the New Testament. This was something that stumbled on me, is when he's saying, if, it, if I did not praise him, the rocks would cry out and praise. Hmm. Is he talking about the giants, the mountains? Dude. Wow. After all this violating and doing all this stuff, like they see the flood happening, and you think they're not having second thoughts as man is walking over them with their feet, saying, I literally would praise him at this point. You guys don't realize how good you got it. It's 100%, man. They're like, wow. regret. Yeah. Yes. And in Norse mythology, it says they want to come back and have a avenge on mankind for what they did to them. And again, like I said, there's a core origin of mythology. Why would you want revenge? Well, if you're being walked over and treaded upon by everything under the sun. The millennia is a millennia, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. 70 generations. And again, for people who didn't know the Enoch bit, there's Christ quotes it when he's talking about marriage in the afterlife to the Sadducees. And there's a couple other references. I saved a bunch of slides. But um says that they're going to be locked up. The, the main antagonist, four of them, are going to be locked up under the Euphrates for 70 generations. Sounds like a biblical number to me. Mm -hmm. Seven generations, 7,000 years. Maybe, again, is a year is a thousand, if a day is a thousand years mm -hmm. and a year is a thousand days, does that mean possibly the earth is actually 12,000, but man didn't start coming on until what? Midway? So then we get 7,000 years between Adam to the end time. That there was 5,000 years prior to that. And God's just going, you see what I made today? Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Suddenly he creates man and they're going, see how what much you doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He likes them a lot. Yeah. Don't you want to kind of ruin that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go down there? I don't know. Are you crazy? <laughs> oh, <I don't> know. <laughs> how big is he? You can't, like, I, I'm just as good as him. Oh, dude. Come on. What are you scared of? And we get what happened at yeah, Mount Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Slide number three. We get Elon Musk even implying this, and I don't trust the guy at all. But he even says we are summoning the demon. The demon. Yes. I read that. Huh? Yeah, I read that when he stated that. Yeah. So this is a guy who claims to be against all of that. But every time I type a comment about his brother Kimball being part of the World Economic Forum, they delete that and they get very upset. So I'm like, OK, Zuckerberg's covering for Musk and everybody vice versa. <laughs> Well, not only that, too, like with a, on a little side note with Elon Musk, when he was, I forgot what it was, I think it was a party he went to. He was wearing the whole bathroom. Wearing the outfit. Wearing the oh, yeah, the Devil's bathroom. Champion? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, it's ironic that you should say that because I have a hunch that, again, Adonis Triumph, and then you would get Elon Musk, or as I call him, Babylon Musk, mm -hmm. <laughs> coming together and creating a Bitcoin-like alternative because he's already said he wants to adapt Twitter into the uh, equivalent of the Chinese app WeChat. You can't buy or sell or even enter a store without the thing. Crazy about that. Yep. Yeah. Maybe uh, that way they're doing it. Yep. And of course, everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, well, if Trump's for it, I guess I'm for it. He's like, <laughs> hold on, bud. Wait, wait. Pump the brakes here. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're already seeing the pictures. Like, I think even Trump posted it when he's on trial. He has Jesus sitting next to him or something like that. Yep. There's other ones where he's being crucified on a cross. It's like, if the Antichrist does get assassinated, I would venture to guesstimate. 2025, after election, something's going on. I would guess it would be Switzerland because this is the main hub of CERN, and I'm going to explain why that's significant in a second. Gets assassinated on Easter weekend. Three days go by. 
Rises from the dead. Suddenly he comes back. Everybody's like, he's literally the goat. Everything they throw at him, he just overcomes it. And 80 happens to be a very significant number in the Kabbalah. By that time, he'd be roughly 80 years old. Mm. Yeah. So, and Tammuz. Um, Tammuz died at the age of 40 by a wild boar. That is why they have pig for 40 days for Lent. And again, they put the cross on their foreheads. Yeah. A little bonus there. So then we get CERN. And you can look this up at home.cern.com. And the birth of the web. The first website at CERN and in the world was dedicated to the World Wide Web project itself and was hosted by Berners Lee's Next Computer. So let's break down the significance of the internet because knowledge is power. And again, we get the, vo the verse in Hosea, my people perish for a lack like knowledge. of knowledge. And everybody is over here. They have everything at their fingertips. If they but ask the real Christians or for a resource, if they invested time in, watch in reading a book or watching a, uh, something of real value as opposed to binging an entire show on Netflix, mm -hmm. they have a chance. This is not an age where you can just say, I you don't want no excuse. to know. You have no excuse. No excuse. At this point, maybe back in the day, because it was hard to get in touch with people, you know, you were a tribal. Now, you have the internet. Everybody's on this thing. It's significant. Everybody's on our fingertips. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So, let's break down the word internet. Inter. You can look this up. Basic definition. Transit verb. To place in a grave or a tomb. Bury. Go ahead, I'm looking this up. Keep going. Yep. Gonna go to the other half of that word. Now I would prefer because we yep. have a wide Place, web. Corpse and a grave or tomb. Yep. Keep going. I don't think so. Again, and I'm gonna go with I think it's a definition. Let's see what I got here. Uh to say coincidence, I think not. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Uh let's see. We have definition number. Eight, and I'm going to go with that one because we have web, worldwide web. Why are we calling it a web? So I'm going to go with definition number eight with net, and it states something that entraps a snare. Yep. Now you have a dead that body twisted snared into a trap, aka a web, so you can't get out. Mm. Again. If we're getting technology, Mark of the Beast, whatever it is, barcode, invisible ink thing, whatever they eventually want to swing at us makes a lot of sense to me. Now, why is it significant to them? So CERN is named after the Celtic god of the dead or Celtic lord, Cernonus, uh, a.k.a. Hell was what he's known in um, Grecian, I believe. Uh, at CERN's headquarters in Geneva, Switzerland, is a statue of Shiva doing the cosmic dance of destruction. Shiva is the Hindu avatar that parallels Nimrod, who built the spirals of Saturn. In the occult, Saturn, the dark sun or the prison planet of the fallen angels, CERN is designed as a teleportation machine to Saturn. The secret mission of CERN is to unleash Apollo and the dark angels from the abyss and to create a stairway to heaven to make war. With God Almighty. Significance. So the half-brother of Dionysus, the masked god of theater, is 
the equivalent of Nimrod. Why would he be a half-brother? Well, remember, Nimrod did his own mother. So Tammuz would technically be his son and his half-brother, Apollo. Mm -hmm. So all sun-god equivalents, Helio or heliocentricism, where we get globe earth from. Apollo, Horus, sun-god of Egypt. Again, Horus as for our. And now we're getting Apollo resurrected from the abyss. Now, coincidentally, if you look at Trump's um, profile right now on Twitter, I believe his uh, pro pro prof uh, profile picture, mm -hmm. you have two red stripes, towers, and you have 11 stars. Or is it... I think I might have got them mixed up. You have nine stars, two stripes, which could be the two towers, 9-11. If you take Trump's two terms in office, he was the 45th president. If he gets in in 2024 or 25, whatever, he'd be the 47th president. Four and five equals nine. Four and seven equals 11. 9-11. Happens to have three sun god relics in his penthouse apartment. Happens to have the Kabbalah black cube and top of Trump Tower or like a little thing when he, before you go in the entryway. Mm -hmm. He's getting a lot of symbolism. He's also done this. At the yep, yes. tree of life. That's not a coincidence. Nope, if you're doing that at the Kabbalah Tree of Life, you know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. This represents, that's what the next slide is when, I, when this goes up, um, is showing the 666 is the divine king or hand sign. And then you look at the uh, CERN logo. You could probably look that up. Yep, it's 666 as well. It's all the way around. Yeah, with the C in it and it goes yeah. Cernia. So Cernonus, yeah. God of the Underworld, like I said. So you get two stories, basically, that formulated. Is that one, when he was alive, Ra, or Ray, or Yokoki Center, that is Nimrod. Then he died. He ends up becoming Horus. And if you look up Egyptian mythology, they'll verify this, is that eventually they merged Ra and Ray with Horus. So it's kind of crazy. That wow. the guy who's supposed to be your son, aka son god, son of god, Emperor Constantine merged the two. Yes, he did. Sol Invictus. So now we have Sunday worship, worshiping the son of Nimrod. Again, son of perdition. What verse is used in Revelation 9 11? When I read that, I literally went through the roof. I said, yeah. so, you know, Apollyon, Apollo, Apollyon, or Abaddon, a bad dawn. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the number of coins. Okay, so let's go even further. MAGA, you guys familiar with this one? Yeah, go ahead. You might have gotten it from my page. I'm not sure. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so MAGA in Sanskrit means high priest of the sun. MAGA, highest church, uh, church of Satan website, highest priest position. MAGA, most Latin-based countries you will find it is mage or great illusionist. MAGA, Ethiopia, equals to fool, easily dupe. And then... You get January 6th, first day of a new year for Orthodox Christianity. January 6th, Catholic Christmas tradition. One, he was baptized by John the Baptist on that day. Two, he was visited by the Magi on January 6th. Hmm. Root word for Magi? Maga! Oh! Again, another red flag where I'm just like, guys, 
the number of coincidences at a certain point i'm like okay he's affiliated like heck with 9-11 he's affiliated with the names both first and last name everybody calls trump the goat you guys do not see a problem with this and people are equating him to christ so again that's why i'm kind of nervous with him and musk i could see a team up at a certain point yes um i think he's in charge of the vatican's bank as well hmm. so uh, yeah yeah so this slide, which you guys can't see, but I have done it before in posts, is Dee's personal sketch drawings of his conjuring boards. And Dee, John Dee, was known as the original 007. He was the inspiration for James Bond. Okay. As was Aleister Crowley. And if you look up, I can't remember the guy's exact name, but I remember his code name was uh, the man called Intraped. You look up him, those were the three individuals that inspired James Bond. If you look at this particular symbol, you have the Star David on the outside. You have the pentagram on the inside. And in the very center, might not be, but it looks awfully a lot like one, you have an eye or a circle. In between the Star David, you have the names of angels written in between all of it. And you have crosses all over it i can't I, I wish you guys could see it right now because it's absolutely crazy when i was reading this book i said this guy was going crazy so this is a ouija board of ouija boards is that what it's like and, huh is that what it is uh no this i was gonna say disturbed anyways keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I i i do have it i, I do want you guys to see it because this is kind of significant yeah just go ahead and send it to me on ig i'll show that that's yeah that's what else that's what i'm gonna do i have it right here here we go okay so that is his medallion made of beeswax. Oh, wow. And him and his little warg dude, who was the guy that basically would go into these sessions, would be consulting these angels. And somehow, I think D, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but according to Diary, he thought he was actually talking to people that were around the throne of God. And they were asking like questions about the future. When's the apocalypse? How do we, like, how do we fix all of this? What's, what's the state of the world? And they had two requests that they kept insisting on, and they would give prophecies. Sometimes they'd be off by a year or two. Sometimes they were absolute BS. It's just like, that's totally yeah. not something that ended up happening. But the thing that they requested most was, one, blood, as in sacrifice. Two, all the world religions. Now, remember what I said earlier, rely on dark spirits. All the world religions to become one, so it would spur on the apocalypse. So when you have your next guest, that's a little foundation for you is that all of this was going on and that this, this is what they were doing. Aleister Crowley came along and he was a huge fan of the literary work left yeah. behind by John D. And there were so many crazy things that was going on. Elizabeth loved him because when she was she was using him to spy on her cousin, Queen Mary of Scots. Mm -hmm. And it's rumored that she also had some sort of dude that was doing the same thing, but they were both accusing the other one of using witchcraft and whatnot to spy on the other. The <laughs> Catholic Church was going after D all the time, and D was like one of those guys, like, I really don't care what religion I am, because I don't really care about religion. I'm more interested in my work, and who's going to sponsor it? So one minute I'm a Protestant, next minute I'm a Catholic. Catholics were going after him, and he was going like, okay, okay, I'm a Catholic. It's like, all right, you're a bad boy. Give us your stuff. Oh, my word. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> they, they were big into it, too, but they just didn't, didn't like that somebody had all this knowledge. And he was going broke getting a giant library of occultism and all this stuff from Druids, to stuff in Europe. And he was just compiling it all so he could have these 
warging sessions with Edward Kelly. Yeah. Um, so now that you've seen that. So now, yes, we get the seal of Ashtaroth. I just wanted to pull this up because if people are doubting me about the deified version of Nimrod's wife and Baphomet's symbol on his forehead with the pentagram of all things that you could have chosen and the location thereof, or Ashtaroth, uh, the sigil of Ashtaroth, you will find the pentagram shape. Um, significance. So I'm going to give a little brief history lesson condensed here. So when people are saying that the Knights Templar no longer exists, that's a lie. They were allegedly taken out like 13-something, 14-something. And by King Philip pressuring the Pope saying that these guys are heresy, they are spitting on crosses, they're doing all this stuff. Why were they doing this? Okay. When they went over during the Crusades, they ended up stumbling upon King Solomon's ring. King Solomon's ring happens to have the sigil of the Star of David or okay, the Star of Remphan. Somehow, I don't know how they, this part I don't know, but somehow they were figuring out we have now power to control the demonic forces with this ring. So we really don't need this Jesus or God anymore. Hmm. So that's why they started this whole apostasy thing. So then they get wiped out and a good chunk of them go underground and form the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. Mm. Yes. And that's why you'll see, uh, I think it's President McKinley. He became a Knights Templar. Uh, Jonathan Rumi from The Chosen. He's a Knights Templar. Uh, Alan West from Texas. He's a Knights Templar. And I'm like, okay, so Freemasonry is not affiliated with the Knights Templar. How come you guys have a position and status where you guys get literally dressed up like them? Not a good look. Um... Let's see. Yes. So that's also connects to Hiram Abiff. I'm just going to read a, here's a paragraph here, which I've read before. But when you understand the god of the underworld is Nimrod or Osiris, here's some other ones for you. Variations of Osiris, Siri, Iris, Isis, the wife. So you can get a crossroads one there. Um, I-R-S. If you look at the IRS symbol, it is the exact pyramid. And you go over to Israel, it has the pyramid with a Masonic compass on it. Very oh, weird. Man. And they have the initiation oath of the oath of Nimrod when you get in. So for Christian, again, I understand most of the ones in the lower levels, they're kind of clueless. But I'm just saying, like, maybe they changed the name. But it's kind of crazy when one of the first initiating oaths is the oath of Nimrod. Why are you a Mason? Because you're building back a tower. Yep. <laughs> So, um, in the Egyptian, when Osiris is found, the phallus is lost. In the Masonic, when Hiram is found, the word is lost. Isis furnishes a substitute for the phallus. The master furnishes a substitute word. Isis raises the prostate form of him who was slain. She takes him from his essence. She conceives and brings forth a son. In the Masonic rite, when the master raises the prostrate form of him who was slain, whispers in his ear the mystic word, and a son, a mason is born into the lodge. In the Egyptian rite, Osiris lived again in his son Horus, Nimrod, reincarnation, the Masonic, the slain. Hiram lives again in the newly made Master Mason, who is frequently termed the widow's son. So Hiram is Hiram Abiff. And in Freemason, this is public knowledge. You can literally Google it. Um, H-I-R-A-M Abiff, A-B-I-F. And he was supposedly the builder of King Solomon's temple. 
But as we read in the Bible, Nimrod, uh, sorry, Solomon had 400 wives and he went to worship Ashtaroth. So the fact that this guy is one of the smartest men in the world is starting to fall after demonic forces and this alleged story about somebody building a temple. And then we get the third temple in Revelation. It's like, so you're like, you're seeing a little bit of a pattern. It's just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Um, so yeah. So we get the resurrection ceremony basically is what they have or regeneration. So we have Christ, then we have ours. So they believe in regeneration, reincarnation. I can become a God. I'm not sure if you saw the Netflix movie. Don't look up. Yep. Mm -hmm. But they, you know, they end up taking a little ship and going off somewhere, and then they're thinking, oh, look, we're going to be like these crazy people that you know live up forever because we got away from the apocalypse. Yep. That's kind of what they ultimately believe. The Church of Scientology, um, with what's-his-face, the Hubbard? Yes. Robert Hubbard said they literally created the institution to bring about the Antichrist. <laughs> right there. And somebody was telling me, oh, you're just against it because of this internet. I'm like, no, let's say no, They specifically say it. Yeah, I'm like, why? Why would I want to? Why would I sponsor that when you know I'm the opposite of that? Whatever, mm -hmm. all that. <laughs> um. So, anyways, so then I have here Genesis four fifteen, the mark of Cain, and I think this is a post that you saw originally, and then you have the mark of the beast, Revelation thirteen sixteen through seventeen, um, where it's talking about the mark is going to be either in the right hand or on the forehead. Mm -hmm. Now, let's tie this all together going back to the beginning. What is the significance of this mark? How does this connect to the Nephilim? Well, say that certain people call us Goyim, which means cattle. Yeah. And they want you to basically sign your soul away. But in exchange, you get to live forever or you get to have an immortality. You can download your thoughts, transhumanism, you know, all mm -hmm. of this coming together. What would this ultimately formulate? is you're signing or consenting to being possessed. Yep. Accepting the mark. Because remember, what did CERN say? They want to resurrect Apollo, mm -hmm. and they want to resurrect the Fallen Watchers. And if you're the Watchers, and you have been watching these humans messing with your stuff for all of these centuries and thousands of years, and you now suddenly get a chance to let your kids have bodies back, so are they coming back in the full giant form? No, but they are consenting is that I don't want Christ. I don't want God. I'm actually willing to be a demonic possession grid. Parasites. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's what I ultimately yeah. think the mark of the beast uh -huh. is. Beast. You end up becoming part of the beast system. You become yeah. a goat. You become not one of the sheep and you separate the sheep from the goats. Who is the goat? Tammuz. Price Pake and Doppelganger. Have you ever had a close encounter with the unknown? Have you stumbled upon a conspiracy that's just too strange to be true? Well, now's your chance to share it with the world. Our Cryptid and Conspiracy podcast is on the hunt for the most intriguing and unexplained stories. And we want to hear from you. Submit your tale by voice message or email and join us as we delve into the mysterious world of cryptids and conspiracies. So don't keep your story to yourself. Let's explore the unexplained together. Get in touch and let's make some noise. Links in the show notes.
Step into the unknown with our exclusive collection of Cryptid Warfare apparel. From epic tees, stellar hoodies, drinkware, hats, and more. Picture this. You're decked out in our hoodie, hat, and taking notes in our exclusive field journal. Ready to expose the truths hidden in plain sight. So, whether you're battling unseen forces, chasing mythical creatures, or connecting the dots in the grand conspiracy, we've got the gear to amplify your style. Gear up, gear in, and get ready to embark on the journey of a lifetime. Because the truth is out there, and you need the right tools to equip yourself with. Head to our online store now and join the ranks of the truther movement today. Unleash your inner warrior embrace the unknown, and let the conspiracy theories roll. Your journey starts with a click. Don't miss out. It's time to gear up and get weird. So people are literally following Antichrist. It literally parallels Christ in so many ways, shapes, and forms, even the Catholic Church. Oh, 100%, dude. That's, a, that, that's another freaking... Yep. That is we another... Episode, yeah. yeah, yeah. that's definitely another ballgame on that, dude. I, oh, I could do it. Um, If you want to be... Like, I... I I, yeah, we'll round two. Round two for sure. I was trying to figure out where does St. Peter come from in all of this? Well, yeah. again, we read the Michael Heiser thing. Where did he say the phrase? Most likely was at Mount Hermon. Mm-hmm. That's kind of significant because personally, I don't buy this God's chosen people thing. Because if we are now his, don't need borders, don't need land, because you get Galatians 3.28. There's neither slave, uh, Jew or Greek. Uh, sorry, yeah, Greek, um, slave nor free, male yeah. or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus, and heirs according to the promise. Mm-hmm. And know ye not your body is a temple of the Lord? I mean, there was a significance of the rail, a veil being ripped too. Yep. What is that saying? You don't need anybody to intercede and go into the Holy of Holies anymore. No. You are now, have the option, if you tune into the Holy Spirit, you're actually sacrificing, because a lot of people just say, yeah, I accept him. It sounds like a great story. But if you mm-hmm. actually accept him, you become attuned to the Holy Spirit. Yes, I remember reading because, uh, you know, some people would be like, oh, well, it's a veil. You know, how hard can it be like to rip? But but that thing soaking wet, it took about, from what I read, about 300 people. Like just to li- I mean, that sucker was freaking huge. To lift? Yeah. Wow. But again, that's significant because when that rips in two, what does that now mean? Your body is a temple of the Lord. There's no state of Israel. There's no people. Like you are part of the new covenant. And if I could even go into the blasphemy category what most people are going to say theology wise what do we get old testament yeah christ is having a problem with his people time and time again he's venting and saying god your people la, 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 la. jeremiah 3 8 i've given israel the bill of divorce well that's out of context okay hold up go to new testament symbolism of the whole cup ceremony yeah is that when the dad found somebody of worth in the, in the village he bring him over, the young man over to his house, make sure he had a good financial standing, make sure he could provide for his daughter, make sure he was, you know, worth it. Yep, good to go, yeah. Cup ceremony, communion. Going to give you the cup. I'm going to give you the cup. Man drinks of it, cool. He accepts it what the terms are, of the dowry or whatever. Then he, this is where the option, where she had the honorable option. So when they're saying Christianity is all, you know, or, uh, what do you call it, patriarchy? Yes. Absolutely not true. With this cup ceremony, she has the right to say, no, I don't mm-hmm. want to choose this particular one that you presented to me. And cool. We'll go back to the drawing board. We'll bring somebody up. But she drank of it. They would add on to the family's house to induct in the new bride. So Christ, I go to prepare a place for you. 
Yes. Up in my father's house. Whoa. Okay. So wait a minute. I somehow got grafted in because I think there's a term somewhere in the New Testament. It was Julio and Technon. It means adopted and like bio kid. I believe it's in Greek. Somebody was telling me this story. And when you're adopted, you're grafted in heirs according to the promise. It's like it still works. It's the father's son. And in choosing the cup, you're choosing the father's son. Significance, because that is a new covenant. It is a new marriage contract, because what was Mount Sinai with the Ten Commandments? These are the ten terms I have outlined here that I want you guys to honor. It was a marriage ceremony. I think Brandon Robbins did a video on that as explaining what all the terms in there mean. It's, 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 a, it's a marriage ceremony, big time. You're under the canopy was the mountain. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when we start thinking like that, it's like, wait a minute. So now we still can get in through Christ because I and the father are one. I have the family name. It's still legit. I guarantee you. Nimrod's son is teaching this whole other thing. Saying, no, 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 like if you study the mysticism, the hermeticism and all this mysticism in the world, you can also be a god and you don't really need the god himself. You can become one yourself. Well, I don't need god? No, 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 I already know all of the secrets. So you're good. Just take this blueprint. And you'll be fine. You'll be like a god. Goes right back to the Garden of Eden. So, again, father, father, son. That's why some people were asking about the Trinity. I'm like, I don't know, but I'm leaning more on that one. Because if you go Trinity, you're leaning back into Nimrod's thing where they're all interconnected and we're all going to be helping you, you know. Whereas if you have it separate, that makes Christ 10 times more significant because he's from the father's son. And when you think about it from this perspective, he's talking to dad. He's not talking to himself. He's saying, dad, would it be okay if he can let this cup pass from me? No, I can't let that happen. Or he's like, you know, you can picture God up there talking to his angels. I had this one. Wait, God speaks to me. I don't hear his voice. I don't see visions. But he sometimes talks through me. Like yeah. I'll be ranting and stuff like that. And then he'll say, he'll give me a Bible story. And he'll say, no, how do you think I felt about that? I bet that felt pretty bad. Anyway, no, I start yeah. saying back things to him. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Wow, I've never really thought of it from that perspective. I'm thinking about it. Think about it when all the angels, like they could come down in a moment's notice. And he's going, no. Well, he's, they're, they're about to put a crown on his head. You want us to go down now? No. Mm -hmm. They're about to put a nail through him. Are you sure you don't want us to go down there? No. Yeah. I made a promise. You can't go down. Yeah. And when you start thinking of it from that perspective, you're like, this is a father's son. This is not him. This is a father's son. And he is watching this go down to the fact where he had literally yells out at dad saying, why have you forsaken me here, dude? Like, uh, I'm putting everything on the line for this. I understand why. But this is incredibly painful for me to do. Why? Because you are breaking the old magic of what all the occult believes. He's breaking it by dying. He needs to die. And that is what is so significant is because he actually comes back to life. He proves the fallen Nephilim. You guys can't do this. I can. Holy Spirit, demonic spirit. They are, if they're now filled with me, you can't touch them. You can, you can torture them. You can use other people to do your work for you but they're mine ultimately their souls are mine you can't claim them you can't put your mark on them so <laughs> wow <laughs> I, I right right yes so now when again when i finally get to the verse with paul is that we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against the spirits and principalities and, and it's like wow wow so when i'm talking about spiritual warfare people 
this is what I'm talking about. This is what one side wants you to believe. There's two major religions in the world. One side is trying desperately to keep their followers asleep. And the other is trying to desperately wake them up. Hmm. And that's constantly what Christ is saying. Is be sober. Be vigilant. No, you're not. You're, no, you're not that this, your adversary, the devil, walk oh. about like a roaring lion. Start thinking of it like five perspective. And now you understand what they believe. You understand that they think that they actually can become gods and convince all these people of this stupid watered down lie that this thing is even possible. It's tragic, but when you get to a certain point and you understand what they believe, you're like, dude, this is absolutely stupid. You actually consider this as a real thing. Yeah. yeah. And we don't care about the masses because there are, there are baggage. There are blood sacrifice. As long as we bring them in with us, we'll get what we deserve. So well, that's pretty much all I got. I hope that's enough. But if you guys want to cross-examine any deeper questions, I am open. Whatever you have. <laughs> Dude, this is right? <laughs> so good, man. So, so good. I know. I'm like, I'm so exhausted. Um, kind of like you, but I'm like, well, now I'm not going to sleep at all. My eyes are going to be like a, like a beacon of light, like all night, just wide open, just staring, thinking. Like, it's deep. Yeah. I don't it's know, deep. It really is. It's very deep, man. For My sure buddy Brian's wife, she was talking to me for like 10 minutes. She says, you know, you're kind of depressing to talk to. I said, <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> Man, that B, that was bro, that was that was, was excellent. excellent. So much dude, wisdom. We're definitely having you back for a round two for sure. And a three. Oh, but... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we want to have uh, like eventually, um, and I would love you uh, to be on it, uh, like a round table, but it's going to be over specific topics. And I know more around this realm, what we're covering. And we're all yeah. going to be Christian um, and have our specific things, um, just kind of things we specialize in. So right. Right. this was awesome. Really awesome. Yeah, if you can, um, all the information you have and the notes and stuff, punch them over my way because I want to yeah. dig into this a lot more. Only 11, 11 slides. I made it simple so it's easy to digest. I, I don't want to overwhelm people, but it's just enough so people can invest, look into it for yourself. Like I tell everybody, I could be 100% wrong, but they keep proving me right. Yeah. yeah. Proof the top of the pyramid, the eye, Horus, mm -hmm. the eye of Horus. Yep. The symbol our dollar sign, same thing. Well, dollar sign exactly dollar and if hermes invented the dollar sign mm -hmm. and you have 13 levels why is it on top of the pyramid because you're achieving that's your pinnacle of your success is bringing about the antichrist the point right your there. ideal nimrod so significant right there is this mm. so now they worship nimrod's son the catholic church worships nimrod's mother and uh what is it? Nimrod, David, David. Oh, in Zionism, they worship uh, Nimrod's son, especially. Yeah, dude. Oh, Dispatar, sorry. One last thing. Dispatar and St. Peter. You look this up. Dispatar was the Latin sky god of the underworld. Dis means separate or set apart. Patar, whatever. St. Peter. Saint, set apart. Peter, rock. <laughs> Good stuff, so man. I was like, okay, so God of the underworld. So we're literally making St. Peter the God of the underworld with equating him to Mount Hermon, which is, according to coordinates, is 33. 33 levels of Freemasonry. It's the levels, esoteric levels that you know. Yep. Cheese out, man. Right? 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 Buddy, buddy, buddy. This is this was good, man. This is mm -hmm. definitely good stuff. Uh, yeah, shoot me over the notes, and then uh, yeah. I'll, I'll send that over, uh, that, that video to Zook. And then uh, when we put it on the YouTube, we'll, we'll, we'll play that before, too. 
and uh, also in the podcast as well. We'll play that before. Perfect. Uh, Forty five second video before, and then uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and, and put it on the on the on the IG page as well. Okay. Perfect. So, um, dude, man, it was. It, I feel like I did most of the talking. I do apologize. No, you good, man. Hey, no, like this said, is dude, for you. Dude, like, the floor is yours. Like I yeah. said, you know, I wanted. I wanted you to come on and just talk about whatever God's putting on your heart, man. Uh, yeah, and I really appreciate that. As I tell people, talking with fellow believers or just getting this stuff out there, it's therapeutic. Because yeah. I go to church and they're just like, I don't want to know about that. Or I already have a, th- a theology degree. I don't need to know about that. You know, that. man, but, a, a example, like me, me, and Zucker, yeah. me and Zucker are actually in the same boat when it comes to that. It's good to, it's good to find that community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's very few in that community. Because like you said, a lot of people – either don't want to hear it, yeah. they have their heads in the sand, or they just don't want to change. Well, that, well too, they also like like uh, being comfortable, and they like yep. hearing the surface level. Yeah, like, they like feel, hearing that Philly Digging good deep, man. Digging yeah. deep. Like, there's been so many things that have literally shifted my perspective um, through doing more research from, from just the earth to dinosaurs to all these things that I heard that I'm like, Oh yeah, like grew like I grew up knowing this stuff, and I'm like, oh man. Not only that too, if you break but, it down, like you said, you know, people just gotta just maybe half an hour just really studying and researching, yeah. breaking down in the Hebrew, and you know, translating them back to the Bible and what it says instead of just reading it for what it is. You know, I mean, yeah. dig, dig a little bit, and it will really even be willing to look at something because just because the pastor says, oh, it's not important, it's like, well, Enoch wasn't taken out till 400 years later, and it explains Revelation. To a T. Granted, it was oral tradition for a long time, but I'm like, does it denounce God? No. Does it denounce his son? No. So is it worth to at least consider? Yes. I'd like to argue yes. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, like I said, I think I messaged you this, is that people can't speculate scripture. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's just theology blinders. And if anything yeah. outside of that, it shatters yeah. the it's world. Taboo, yeah. Yes. Yes. So yeah. I pity them. I, I genuinely do because... And again, that's other times like I'm, I'm not God. I'm not a prophet or anything, but there's times where I'm like, is this what it feels like is when you know the answer and this rich man comes up to you and you're like, do this and this or look for this. And they're just like, it's too much for me. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, that's how it is, man. 100%. It breaks your heart. You're just like, you're so close. You could, you could, you could get you're it right there. You're right there. You know, you're yeah. so close. When you're halfway. It. It's so wild, just how how good we have it. Like uh, how the saying, like too much of some, too much of something is what is it? Too much of a good thing. Yeah, um, is is not really the best thing. <laughs> um, and right, right. It, it's crazy because that's how you know that's what you think of America. I mean, we have everything yet. We have the highest crime rates, and it's crazy. Like like porn, like it's in the billions. Um, suicide rate is ridiculous. Depression amongst children, children. Um, and it's so sad. Fatherless uh, children, kids as well. Right. Testified. I was adopted. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And like, and I don't know my my biological father too. And I mean, this is back in the in the eighties. So yeah. it's it's just it's it's uh, interesting because other than a lack of uh, relationship with Jesus Christ, I believe why uh, so many are just in need of something they can't find is because they had a lack of a father to actually show them yeah. and love them. Uh, how to treat friends, each other, uh, love, and especially like for women, like yes. how to follow a godly man. Like, well, that's, you know. a, that's the irony is they keep saying, I want a godly man. And then you get somebody that has standards or is trying to, like, I don't do Christmas trees. Well, my family's, it's like, I don't do it. And I'm willing to give you an example as to why. And they get all upset. 
And so it's like, okay, there's another one I lose. Because you say you want a Christian man, I am actually giving you standards of stuff that I've researched because it burdens my heart so I want to live right. Yeah. And that's the thing you run away from. It's like, so which which one is it? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That, that's a topic I could go on for hours about of just the things I've seen. And then I look and I'm like, where does that make sense to you? Where, where <laughs> how come like the four main things they don't talk about in the Bible is Enoch, the minor prophets, Song of Solomon and Revelation? Yeah. Why is that, Song of Solomon? That's probably before he went crazy. But yep. that's a beautiful love story of how to properly handle relationship. Yep. But I never see a pastor want to touch that from a thing unless I look online and I have to find those rare guys that do. And I'm yeah, like, our wow. pastor did it. It was it was funny. He's like, uh, your discretion is advised on this one for your kids. So, but yep. I'm not even kidding, Mike. <laughs> Within like a month, I'm serious. There were so many pregnant women. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> like, I want to say I'm like kidding, but like I'm, I'm pretty sick. Like, like dang, and we have a, like a church of thousands now. And I remember starting that church well, when there was, were like yeah. nine. Well, it was funny though because what he preached about yeah. that, all the dudes totally stepped up. <laughs> did I compliment him at my wife just saying I love the shapes of your your ma mountain ears and like <laughs> you're my <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right anyway that's how I got my first black eye <laughs> nice. Nice. black eye or black eye no, yeah both I hate um, you anyway hey Brandon uh, okay so um, where can people find you if they got any questions or concerns or, or if they just want to know what's going on I'm going to be starting a podcast, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. I'm still learning some of the technical aspects so I can upload things like you guys do. Yeah. Give me some um, questions. Yeah. Prology 101. It'd probably be best if you put the link because they have a thing we'll with some certain people. They can't find me if they try to search for me. It's mm -hmm. Yeah, if you can. Yeah, if you can, I'll just shoot us over the link and we'll put it in the show notes for sure. That would be recommended. Um, I'm starting up Patreon as well. Like I told people, I'm not expecting to make a ton of money on this. I just want enough to get by. So if you could support... Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. It's my Paul's Tent Maker Fund, so I can keep on doing this for other people because I can't work and do content at the same time. Yeah. Um, so Patreon, uh, Rumble, and Instagram. And again, I'll send you the links and stuff like that for that. So, but yeah, it's going to be the Mana Daily Podcasts because relying on the word, that's the new mana. It's keeping yeah. us going every day. That yeah. was the inspiration I had, so. Right on. And also, too, if you don't mind, too, uh, after you send us the show notes and everything, we're going to plug you in to our um, basically onto our show notes on on every uh, on every podcast we do. That way we can recommend to people on what podcast to go to and check out. So, OK, yeah, we'll definitely put you out there for sure. Perfect. Do you want the link for the Trump one, too, or no? Give give him give him give it give it all to me, bro. Because I mentioned it a couple of times. So I'm, I'm sure some people are going to be like, well, I kind of want to see what he's yeah. talking about now Send over, man. Crazy. okay okay well so. thank you both gentlemen i absolutely am thrilled again brothers i i love even that you prayed in the beginning i was praying even before you got started i was like god i'm really nervous i want to make sure i, I word this right so people can understand yeah. it's it's bro you did, help me, man. Yeah. You did a great job man like i said i appreciate you. you um yeah man we'll definitely definitely keep you in our prayers you need anything let us know man okay. and uh, yeah it's definitely it's definitely good to get another brother in christ on here man Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you guys have a good night. Thank you for having me on again. All right, bro. We'll chat later and we'll get you on for a round two, bro. Sounds good. All, All right. right, bro. Be safe. All right. Bye. 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 Your fun and my fun are two different things. You let me know what y'all done. I love you, Brandon. Dude. But look, I'm going to help you get there. Oh, we going to get there. <laughs> you 
ain't gotta make a mistake to learn from it. It's deep, man. Yeah, I'm just trying to love my life and love my life and love my life. Yeah, I just wanna love my life and love my life and love my life. So God give me a peace of mind, a peace of mind, a peace of mind. To get me through these evil times, these evil times, these evil times. I know. But this ain't that. I slip off rip, you hold me back. I know. The world too loud. I say my prayers and stay on track. I know. It's too many lies. It's too many fakes, I know my facts I know. But I be fine, cause I know God He got my back, let go <laughs> Yeah, Ball is on my court, man I'ma stay in bounds The hand that I was dealt, I'm just gonna lay him down There's a whole lot in my way But I know my way around I know my way around I have to believe in me God, I really love all that you see in me Don't need no evil space to try to creep in me I wanna live to make the devil flee from me I'd rather sleep in peace I just wanna Love my life and love my life and love my life Yeah, I just wanna Love my life and love my life and love my life So God give me a Peace of mind, a peace of mind, a peace of mind To get me through these Evil times, these evil times, these evil times I know But this ain't that I slip off rip, you hold me back I know The world too loud I say my prayers and stay on track I know It's too many lies it's too many fakes, I know my facts I know, but I be fine Cause I know <laughs> yeah. I give you the vibes, I give you the real I get in my book and give you the word I'm walking my path, I'm driving my lane The highway to hell, I try to not merge I find it funny the way I be praying I still can't believe I don't get on his nerves He got the wheel, we ain't hitting no curbs So get out the way, man, you know we gon' swerve Nowadays, we ain't thinking the same Nowadays, I'm in need of a change Nowadays, I'm annoyed by the fact If you trying to be better, you seen it's insane Nowadays, I don't get it I hear you saying you solid, but really you're gimmick I get the fact you don't wanna be hurt But the way that you living ain't how to prevent it What do you gain by following somebody else who living they life in a rush What do you gain by being a part of a system And watching the evil erupt What do you gain by you being selfish Taking your soul and trying to go sell it What do you gain by going through pain And thinking that drugs are really gonna help it Why am I judging? Please God, I do need to work on it A lot of people lost to put a search on it When you plant a seed, they throwing dirt on it But hold on, what do you gain from hate? Or making the same mistakes? I wanna change today But I really came to say is I just wanna Love my life and love my life and love my life yeah, I just wanna love my life and love my life and love my life. So God give me a peace of mind, a peace of mind, a peace of mind. To get me through these evil times, these evil times, these evil times. I know, but this ain't that. I slip off rip, you hold me back. I know. The world too loud. I say my prayers and stay on track. I know. It's too many lies, it's too many fakes. I know my facts. I know. But I be fine, cause I know God, He got my back. Let go. Cause I know God, he got my back, let go.